Hello, listeners, and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast where we deep dive top fives. I am Nathan Henenfeld, your host for today, in which our contestants will reveal and defend their top five attributes of a great shindig. Be it a party, function, soiree, get-together, or ice cream social, there can be only five top reasons to attend. Our two contestants have spent all day strapping on their cone-shaped hats, carefully choreographing their dance moves, and delicately cutting lines of cocaine. First up, he isn't half the man of a man twice his size, but he puts the A in Mitchell A. Brinkman. It's Mitch Brinkman! Hello, Mitch! Hi, good morning, uh, good afternoon, uh, good evening as well to you <laughs> listeners uh, taking this in after the sun goes down. Thanks for coming back. Uh, let's do this, baby. All right. And also with us, we have a man who tells us he sleeps with one eye closed and also the other eye. He's above average in height and has exactly average strength for a man as strong as he is. It's Brian Ernst. Hello, Brian. Hello. And he also has his own gravitational pull. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if this is your first time in the Uber Cinco Den, let us wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as host, I'm entitled to institute a house rule for today's game, which is as most of my life has been completely in the interest of self-preservation and humiliating my friends. If you tell a story that incriminates me of actions I've done at a party, minus one point. But if you tell on yourself any party story that paints you in an unflattering light, that's a bonus point. All right. <laughs> All right. I will be I, I will be playing dead even today. <laughs> All right. As a reminder, don't forget to stick with us until the end of the show, where I, Nathan, will give you my fast five send off, where I will rattle off the definitive list of the top five dad jokes. Oh. I, I'm, I'm gl- There's going to be a few today, I think. <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah. Uh, as yeah, as as we've uh, crossed the uh, thirty yard line of life, uh, our behavior at parties has definitely veered into to dad territory. So. Yes, yes. Uh, well, hey, without further ado, let's uh, get started. Top five uh, attributes of a great shindig. I'm going to start with Mitch Brinkman. Number five, please. Okay, yeah, so my number five attribute of an excellent shindig, one that I'm throwing at my house, is absolutely going to be number five. Here it is, ample ice. Ample ice. That is so important. Number one, obviously, for making drinks. If uh, I don't have a a fancy newfangled fridge with uh, an unending ice supply inside the door, so either I, I need to use trays or I need to get 
maybe probably two 22 pound bags of ice because I'm gonna be shaking drinks. I'm gonna be giving people extra ice because everyone loves a cold drink uh, during a party. And then also another very important thing for ice, you put it in the coolers. So you get that beautiful, that beautiful mixture of beverages in the cooler when someone opens the lid and the choice is theirs. It's incredible. And also what that does, it's very, very important too. You know, you might not think about this, but I'm, I'm reminded of this by um, bar rescue great John Taffer. And, and this is my version of what he calls the ass funnel. And that is his version of it. There's a rail around the dance, um, the, uh, the, the, the dance area. So everyone has to enter and exit at one area, therefore meeting each other, brushing up, saying hello, whispering. You get enough ice in a cooler. No one has to go to the fridge or in the kitchen. Uh, they can stay in the communal hangout area. And therefore, that's the ass funnel. That's bringing people back to the, where the, the area where the ice is, back to where the conversation is back to where you might accidentally brush a hand, um, reach for the same White Claw mango flavored hard seltzer. Excuse me, oh, I'm sorry, no, please you go. Uh, and that creates magic. So there's, ample ice, extremely important. There's I, there's a trick uh, that you're forgetting to mention, which I have seen you use at multiple parties with this what is that? as funnel. This is not necessarily even using a cooler, but going oh. with the bathtub. The bathtub, yes. The, and that works great if you have more than one bathroom in your house. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if there's one bathroom, then there's a lot of turd particles in the air <laughs> getting all over those cans. And at that point, then you should also have a strong hose outside. You can hose those cans down before you put your mouth on them. So, uh, let me, yes, go, let me go to the shitter to get another shit can and hose <laughs> off in the yard. <laughs> And so, therefore, on the other side, if, if you have like an old clawfoot tub that you found in, a, in an empty lot down down the block. As you uh, do. Bring, <laughs> yeah, as you do. Toss that in, in the back of your Subaru uh, and, and bring it bring it to your backyard. So, um, well, I've got to mention one more thing. Also, having ample ice is great for inevitably someone will get injured or fall or do something. Boom, you have ice right there ready to put it into a bag. Boom, you're icing an injury, just like that. From the start, um, I was trying to picture how many ice trays you would need to produce 44 pounds of ice in a typical oh freezer. Oh, my God. It would be <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah. And there's there's nothing worse than when you go to a party and, and someone's like, oh, what's the – oh, the, the fridge is like too small or already full of food or too packed. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, my beer's on the counter. And you just – you see it sweating. Ugh. And it's been sweating so long that the packaging is now kind of wet. Mm -hmm. And you're just like – I don't want to drink that beer. I want something ice cold. That's not a fun shindig. Not a no. fun shindig. No, that is not a good shindig. Um, also, I think uh, much like um, like uh, like uh, mana or 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 earth or like uh, or energy, basically for society to run well, ice is the blood of a great party. So that's my number five. It, it's not sexy, but it is cool. Got got quite <laughs> existential there at the end, though. That was a nice Thank touch. You. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, and Brian. You, get, and, uh, you guys missed my dad joke. I just told. I said it's not sexy, but it's cool. We we got it. Uh -huh. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> and you reacted like I always react to the jokes my dad tells. <laughs> that he then explains afterwards. Do you, like, do you yeah, want it to be an yeah, accurate yeah. reaction, or do you want it to be falsified? <laughs> Come on. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So ice is cool. Um, yeah. Oh, that was great. That was great. All right. Our, Brian, bring, bring us back uh, to the center lane here. Give us your number five. All right. Number five uh, for me, one of my top attributes for a fun shindig is the ability to be free range. I call this, this is something that's made my list because I've seen, I've been to other fun shindigs and I've tried to implement this at mine and it's the ability for guests to feel free as though they have free range to go wherever they want. There's no off limit areas to this party. You want to switch between inside and outside? Go for it. You want to go ahead head to the basement, cool off for a bit, watch some TV? Go for it. If you need to use the upstairs bathroom for some privacy, I got you. Go up there. No problem. So if I need to dodge an uncomfortable conversation, I want to make sure that there's another place that I can escape to. Or if, on the opposite end, if I'm in a good conversation, I want to be comfortable in the place that I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also a sweater. There's nothing worse than being in a claustrophobic environment that I can't escape. Uh, and those kind of shindigs <laughs> are the worst. So nothing assures me I'm not at a fun shindig more than uncomfortability. So that's my number five, the ability to be free range. I think I, I, I can relate to this. I made the mistake last Christmas of going to a Christmas party. I, I, my intention was to get there pretty early and I got there early and it was a smaller apartment. And there were only the start like start time. No, like, oh, OK, good. but it, it was going to be it was like from 3 p.m. to one question mark, question marks. Yeah, yeah. Double question I, but marks. I was like, all right, I'm just going to stop it. And but yeah, it was a small smaller apartment and and there were just like six people there and and i realized i was like oh i don't want to talk to these people and yeah not having an escape route in that situation absolutely brutal i i I just want to say too i remember how quiet you were that day and i just thought something (laughs) 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 you grinch motherfucker no i'm just kidding does that mean mitch loses a point Sorry. <laughs> I just want to be fair here. Oof. Uh, I, I, yeah. Well, is that, was that a real, was that a real no, party or a fictional no, that, party? No, yeah, that, yeah. no, no. That was a damn, it, damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Since, since I, since Mitch didn't invite me to his Christmas party. And so I wasn't there. I can't deduct him a point. <laughs> I mean, another thing. was nice though, wasn't it? Thanksgiving was excellent. Yes. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Another thing I want to add on to Brian's is uh, the free range. It's like that opens it up to impromptu games. Like For you sure. Can, uh, particularly if there's an outside area, you can get the, the bag toss out or uh, mm-hmm. I prefer, you know, bag toss. Come on, let's risk injury here. Horseshoes, get the metal f- flying through the air. That's how I like to do it. Uh, Plus, if, you got, if you're at a, a party with a, a large yard, sometimes you feel like being a tent guy. You want to sit outside the tent. Sometimes you want some sun to throw the horseshoes or cornhole, or you want to go in the house and cool off for a bit and just sit on a couch and lounge after you've had too much to eat. Like you need to be able to switch these areas. I do. I do love the option of experiencing that delightful temperature change when you go from oh, yeah. 85 degrees to 68 degrees. Oh, yeah. Moving. I mean, I just like that generally in life, but at a party, nice touch. (laughs) I have a a question about games here for you guys. Now, when we're in college, playing beer pong at a party was always the worst thing to watch because it it just was not any fun. I felt like it always killed the the rhythm of a party. I always wished it would be off in the corner as like a thing you could do to maybe ramp up your drunkenness or whatever, or if you really just love beer pong that much. But 
in the case where you have bags or horseshoes, do you set up like an audience area right next to the playing area so people can sit, chat with the players and watch? Or is it a off on its own to the side game? I, don't I think, think off on its own. Off it's on its own. Be. It's not. It can't be the centerpiece. Because okay. it's loud for people who are trying to like if your bags are smacking or horseshoes are clanging, That's the true. people who are eating don't don't want that. But okay. if it's off to the side, there's no there's no stopping anybody from bringing the lawn chair over to to put grandma in front of something that'll entertain her. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's but possible. There's there's nothing worse than those guys at parties who are doing like beer pong or horse whatever it is, where it's it's an activity that requires no skill whatsoever and they expect people to watch them and be impressed <laughs> that's like oh god that's yeah. well so no I, I'm, I, I, I do enjoy that feeling of like when they come back from the boards and they're like you know, help me and Taylor won. Like, who's next? And then people look around the party and they're like, do you want to go? Should we, do, should we do this? Should we get? And then, you know, so yeah, that is fun. Or, okay. or, or my favorite dad phrase, every time I play with him or he's playing with somebody else and someone makes a ringer, that's my partner. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's the sign of a fun shindig. <laughs> I've 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 heard my uh, can't remember which uncle it is. It's on my you know he has many brothers and brothers in laws. But one of my uncles yells, "Way to be an acehole!" When someone puts it right in the hole. <laughs> Jesus! Another great dad joke. So yeah, I hope everyone's rolling in laughter. Um, oh God! At home and please do wash it off when you're done rolling in it. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, I got to score this round. Mitch, I was really on board with the the ice uh, idea, but then you know you kind of brought me down with some pessimism about uh, people getting injured, and that just that took oh. the wind out of my sails. I understand you're being careful, but it, it just it brought my party mood down a little bit. So two points to Mitch. All right. And uh, Brian, I'm you know I'm I'm with you with uh, I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want to be trapped with uh, awkward conversation. I want to be able to move around, but. Uh, that that doesn't uh, set my toes a tapping. That's more of a logistical thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with two points for you as well. So That's we're fair. all even two each. Brian, I would like for you to lead us off for number four. Number four, I have as the communal mixed drink. Oh boy. Okay, so. That was your number four. Mitch has a very similar entry at his number two. Mitch, would you like to read out your number two? <clears throat> of course, yes. My number two is a mixed punch cocktail that crowd pleases and is more alcoholic than you think upon tasting. So, All right, very good. Uh, Brian, since it was your turn, please go first. All right, so I have the communal... <clears throat> oh, my sorry. God, Mitch, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 just, I just had... Just had a nice swig of that communal cocktail. It's <laughs> <laughs> sputum uh, coming up. I had to get rid of it. So uh, the communal mixed drink I have at number four because this is the visual cue, first of all, that I'm at a fun shindig. There's a bowl or a jug or a pitcher or a fancy crate and barrel glass beverage container with a spout. This can be uh, sherbet punch or a spiked nog for the holidays a sturdy sangria for a hot summer's day, a vodka-infused Arnold Palmer with floating lemons. There's something about a ladle in a bowl next to a stack of red Solo cups that calls to me. And it's, 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 its size is an invitation of unlimitedness. 
and it beckons back to you. It's okay. Come have more. I've got plenty. And I, I need I need that at a fun shindig. What uh, what's sherbet punch? I've I don't know if I've ever had so that. So if you got like um, carbonated Hawaiian punch with then okay. some sort of booze inside, you can do whatever you want, vodka or whatever. Usually champagne yeah. people put in it to make it extra fizzy. Uh, then okay. you just unload an entire fucking thing of sherbet into the middle of it. Like orange usually. Oh. Yep. Oh, whoa. Oh, yep. Wow, that's very festive. Yeah, so then you go and you ladle uh, a, a couple of the, the bubbly red drink into your cup, and then you get a little bit of the sherbet throw on top, and you're like, it's dessert oh and a drink. This th- th- this sounds like um, every 16-year-old's favorite way to start drinking um, initially. Do, so, uh, do you guys want to hear a dad joke? Yes. <laughs> what did... Well, you, you can feel free to jump in with the answer. <laughs> <laughs> What did Ernie say when asked if he wanted some ice cream? Oh, no. Sherbert. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I'm already mad at Sherbert. How did we put the R into Sherbet? How did it happen? I want to know. We need to get to the bottom of this. This Sherbet and Colonel need to be removed from the English dictionary. <laughs> well, yeah, isn't Sherbert different from Sherbet? Isn't it a higher sugar content? Is I that don't true? know. Oh, okay. I feel like if you the one you get still says sherbet on the container. It does. It does. It's like a it's like it, it, it's a Bernstein Bear situation. For some whatever reason, everyone puts the R in there. Correct. And you're right. It is. I think sherbet sounds nicer too than sherbert. Like oh, I'll get a cone of sherbet instead of sherbet. Like sherbet's just it's cleaner. It comes off the tongue much nicer. Sherbet feels like it needs an English accent. Where sherbet is American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sherbert, uh, uh, take a cone of sherbet. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, uh, just a little, little later of sherbet. Very nice. Thank you very much. Exactly. Uh, See? You're on board. Mm, mm. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pour, pour a bunch of gin on top. Thank you very much. Yes. And, and to go nice. along with, with the dad jokes, I mean, that this is where you get to have those hilarious dad conversations is when you're going back to this communal mixed drink while you're refilling and somebody can be like, <laughs> back for more? Or no, there must be <laughs> there must be crack in here. It's so good. <laughs> or shh, don't tell anyone I'm back. <laughs> you get those. That's, that's, you get that at a communal mixed drink, which is great. Or 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 I hope someone else is driving home. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, you brought kids to this. Oh, uh, well, the best um, part okay, is when, so go you go. So my take on this is, I you hit on all all the great big points is that. Um, it, it makes everyone feel comfortable to uh, participate in the in the uh, in the party and to enjoy themselves uh, because that is true. Like a punch bowl means it's a it's a festive gathering. And the reason I um, I know Brian, I got you with one of these at my housewarming party a, a couple years back, um, which was like a bourbon black tea something. And I remember you coming up to me. I, I can't remember if I was at the grill or chatting with someone like in the dining room, and you came up and your your cheeks were just red and like you were gonna like I think you were gonna go home at a regular hour and you walked up and you're like, hey, this. This is this drink's awesome. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, dude, oh, great. And, uh, and I remember you just like you you let loose, and then you had a long trip home on the train, and some other fun things happened on the train that night. But uh, oh yeah, that um, was that night. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But but so 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 that's why this is is and and I, I'm not saying this should not be used in any way to be nefarious. Of course, I'm not yes. uh, not advocating for that. But for people to let loose and be like. 
ooh, oh, I'm I'm having a good time. And when people are a little loose, then they're ready to do things they wouldn't normally do. Maybe dance a little harder than they would normally, or or talk to that to that cute shy boy or that cute shy girl in the corner, who you know they don't know yet. They're a stranger, but hey, maybe maybe something will happen. Um, maybe maybe a conversation will get started that's a little tawdry, ooh, a little bad. Um, and starts to reveal some things about people. So I think that that community punch bowl is perfect. And I wanna add one more idea. This is something that uh, my college roommate Brad and I used to make in college, whole handle of vodka, uh, a um, frozen can of limeade and limes and club soda. Um, that will, that's that's ready for summer. Did, so. did, you, did you guys have a name for that? I think we called it Jesus Juice, which doesn't make ah. any sense. Um, <laughs> That's right. But 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 we I think we first served it or served the most of it at our um, Bible figures party that we had. So right. Um, yeah. <laughs> which but. sadly sadly you guys hosted that before I started to look like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember who you were at that party, but I know I know Brad was Jesus because he had the long hair and the and the facial hair, and I was Judas, of course. Um, but. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, it's the red. It's the red hair. Do, do we not get to know what happened on the train with Brian? Is that? Oh, we we can tell this story. It's a fun little story. I was <laughs> I was sobered up by the time. I remember we it was on the blue line. This is probably around the Cicero stop, uh, heading heading uh, west there. I remember I was sitting on a train and one group of kids. Probably junior, senior high school started picking on what looked like probably freshman, sophomore in high school. And these kids took the glasses off of one kid. That kid stood up and was like, give me my glasses back. And they were just kind of like, fuck you, Harry Potter. And they're like, he's like, can I just have my glasses back? And they put his glasses back on and they wound up and they slapped him across the face. I look around. There are multiple adults older than me at this time on the train that just looked down at their phone. So I got up and we were about to get to a stop and I lost it. I've never been this angry before in my life. And I got up, the doors opened. I was like, get the fuck off the train right now. You sit down, don't touch them, get off. And the guy went to go like punch me in the face. And I was like, do it, punch me right now. And I was like, why, why do I say that? I've never said that before in my life. <laughs> wow. And I was like, boom, get off. And then I pressed the button, the emergency button, because like somebody needs to know about this. And then those kids run off. They try to go around the other door and come back in. And I'm like, no, <laughs> they finally left. And then the train stops all the doors open again. And the conductor comes all the way around. I swear to God, he looks like Mario from Nintendo. He's super tiny little <laughs> guy, <Nintendo. laughs> big, big mustache. And he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, these kids are starting to fight with this one, blah, blah, blah. And I just like, before something happened, I hit the button. And he was like, look at you. You can't handle a bunch of high schoolers. You're stopping the train for like this for me? For what? And he turned around, he went back. And I'm like, isn't this what the button is for? <laughs> And the, the, yeah, the CTA uh, conductor was just uh, upset that I wasted his time and made him walk three cars down to see what was happening. I, well, it, I, I think you should have read below the button. It says in case of emergency or if you can't handle uh, a, a couple of puny high schoolers. Yeah, um, I'm like, either way, I'm like, there was an assault. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, no, I know. Like they was actually physically. Yeah, they're underage. Of course, I'm not going to hit a high schooler. 
This is why I was like, you can hit me all you want. (laughs) Like, nothing's going to happen to me. But I can't hit a high schooler. So I was like, just get off the train. Yeah. It was... And I, I remember had not, I, I had not had heard that story before. I remember immediately after it happened, I started texting Mitch because I'm like, my heart won't stop beating. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a odd odd night, and the only my confrontation goodness. I've ever been a part of on the CTA. Did wow. any of the the offenders have glasses? Uh, they did not. Not that I recall. Okay. But just, you're also I, asking me to recall a lineup from uh, probably about six years ago, and <laughs> memory's a little foggy. Yeah. Well, I was I, I I prodded you to tell that story to see if that would be a, an embarrassing story, and I could award you a bonus point. But I think you came off actually quite honorable there. So uh, yeah. good for you as a person, but no bonus point. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, thank God, thank God. In terms of the Uber stare down, since we've started, since we've implemented sort of a dad joke running theme here, mm-hmm. Brian's going to get the three points because he mentioned solo cups, which allows me to tell this dad joke. <laughs> solo cups. More like YOLO cups. <laughs> get out. Get out right now. I'll, I'll take my points honorably, and then I'm going to tell you to get out. M- mute him, Brian. Mute his mic. Cut him off. All right. Stop his feed. Um. All right. That uh, Well, so that's uh, Brian's number four. That's Mitch's number two. Mitch, it's number four. So please, if you will, read off your number four. My number four is... Um, an obvious one, but but there's some caveats to it that I think make this very successful for a party, and that is delicious but uncomplicated food. And what that means is like hopefully you can get it with hand. You know, hand first is the best. Oh, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I didn't yep. hear the music at first. I was like, what are you? What's going on? I thought you were like, and the garbage disposal. Um. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Uber stare. So, yeah. Uh, Mitch, that was delicious, but un- uncomplicated food. Brian, you worded it slightly differently, but let's hear it. Go ahead, Mitch. So mine, well, mine is called it spread. So, and that's at my number one. So, Mitch, I will let you go first. Oh, so yeah. So, um, obviously, the the food's got to be good. It, you can't you can't trot out any any phony baloney, any any you know uh, charcuterie BS. There's no, you know, you, you're not you're not saving money on chips here. You're buying the good chips. Um, you're getting the good salsa. You're taking the time to make quality guacamole. But you want everything to be simple in terms of like how people can eat it. You don't you don't want to you don't want people to have to have two utensils, maybe one, preferably only a spoon um, because forks are just like, you will drop more things that way. So um, I'm loving skewers here. I'm loving, as mentioned in the top five prepared summer meats episode, bulgogi is an incredible, uh, great shindig food. Grab it with your hands, you go, shove it down your gullet, uh, get your protein, keep going. Um, Obviously chips, um, I love uh, uh, bread that you can dip into things. You know, you got your utensil and your food all in one. Um, and then, of course, late night, you want to have waves of food. So the people who ended up staying late and maybe are like a little drunk, you get them a, a big bowl of pretzels. You get them. Um, I'm loving uh, voodoo chips right now from Zaps are great. That'd be a great uh, party snack. Um, maybe some warm bread and cheese, just something you throw in the oven, just a big old pile of it. People love that shit. And for those that I would call my champions, my VIPs, my number one bros and hoes, 
you make them grilled cheese late at night, like 2 a.m. They're still there. You throw a little ham or a little turkey on there. Um, and that's and that's where you show your closest friends how much you care about them by making something a little fancier. But that food and waves uh, is a great thing because then also people, uh, if they are having a little too much drink, obviously it helps sop up some of that alcohol, puts a dam between them and a horrible hangover or bad decisions. So, I think you might remember Mitch uh, coming to a Fourth of July party at my uncle Frank's house. Uh huh. And we were upstairs in the Michael Frank lives on a, a farm and at one of the barns that upstairs, there's the big party loft mm-hmm. and it was late at night and we'd all been, we'd reached that stage in the evening. And then my uncle Frank came up the stairs with a tray of sloppy Joe's in an attempt to sober us up. And my cousin, Andrew, Frank's son just shouted, no, nobody eat them. This is a trick to sober us up. <laughs> and, Frank, and Frank turned around and sheepishly six foot seven inch. Frank turned around and sheepishly walked down the stairs with his tray of sloppy Joe's. <laughs> that's a walk of shame i can support I like <laughs> yeah. uh little did you know i i jumped off the balcony and ran around and got two of them um, but, um <laughs> I say, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we ended up eating all of them in about four minutes but. oh yeah i mean my sloppy joe's also i mean if, if you're eating them outside it's great because like once the sloppy joe gets all of your hands you just lick that right off and you keep going and it's wipe, wipe your hands in the grass it's fine or wipe your hands in the grass. Yeah. Um, I will, I will say a party that recently, uh, Thanksgiving when Nathan, you were here, I feel like maybe, I don't know. I feel like the food didn't, didn't stop, didn't stop all the alcohol getting to your bloodstream completely. Um, that night, I remember you getting, getting pretty silly. Um, Oh, I, I certainly, I, I, there was some out of line activities. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Which, uh, which we, we don't need to go into further, but I will I will oh, admit we that don't. I oh, will we say, don't. Oh, okay. Hand hand over my head. I uh, I had some trouble metabolizing ethanol that night. <laughs> oh, you did. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Which, sure. But uh, according to the house rules, that's minus one point. <laughs> <laughs> You're a coward. Come on. No. Um. No. I'm just. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just. I was. It was a day of Thanksgiving. I was. I was sure. full of gratitude. I just. Mm-hmm. You know. That's. Be thankful for the small mercies. That's what I learned. That's true. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I hope this so means true. that if I win the Uber stare down, that means negative one for Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. That's fine. I'll come back. All right. I'm confident. So, so that brings me to mine. Mine is a little bit more in, encompassing than, than just food. Spread for me is, is everything that's available to consume uh, at a shindig. And so... What do we have to nosh on? That's what I'm thinking about. So at a great shindig, especially at an outdoor shindig, I want variety, baby. I know I'm at a fun shindig when I see multiple coolers. You got beer, soda, and is that a kid's cooler in the corner just for Capri Suns? Now that's classy. So I want to open this beer cooler and see a spectrum of beer from cheap to imports. I want to see a soda spectrum from regular to diet colas to thirst quenching lemon lime orange and ginger ale then there's the communal mixed drink that we mentioned before then the buffet style of mains and if it's a family graduation party i know i'm going to have italian beef masacholi sausage fried chicken potato salad a caesar salad and if it's a barbecue you're gonna have burgers dogs brats sausage and what's that in the corner a brisket man host you've outdone yourself And then when I'm interacting with guests abound, sipping my communal mixed drink in an area that I've selected in my free range, 
I want there to be some great <laughs> snacks in front of me. Multiple bowls of chips, a veggie platter with French onion dip, and wait, sliced pita and three kinds of hummus? Oh my God, where am I? <laughs> so this fun shindig is one where I've eaten and drank myself around the world. And then I have a miserable drive home because I've overconsumed. But I don't remember that. I just remember the fun shindig. So that's why the spread for me is at number one. Um, I have a couple questions. What what flavors are the hummus, number one? And number two, you know I'm a staunch defender of American beer. I take issue with your description of the cooler from cheap to imports as if imports are the only good beer available. I'm just – I just want to put it out there and I want to have an argument about it. Let's go. <laughs> no, ch- cheap is where you got your, your, your natter days and your PBRs. OK. That's where you start. And then okay. the, in, the, in the middle, you can have some other uh, American crafts. You can have your Sam Adams. You can have your your moose heads. You can have some of you can have this. But then you get your Hawker Shores and your Hefeweizens and okay. stuff like that at the end. I want that full spectrum. I want options. I want. I, I, I'm still you said American crafts and then you said Moosehead, which is Canadian. So I'm just like still kind of fucking I count that as a, here, Brian. It's, it's a I'm just like I'm not understanding all this beer, quote unquote, talk you're giving it. You're just trying to Sorry. defend yourself because you're already in a corner and you're already down a point. So I, I oh, see. I'm swinging. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 my I, grandpa told me you keep swinging till no one's left, and then when no one's left, swing some more because it's good exercise. Okay, so that's where I'm at right now. And the hummuses are red roasted pepper, then a okay. garlic one, and then a feta cheese and olive because this is a fancy party. Wow, it's a fancy that's shindig. Nice. I, I appreciate those hummus choices. Okay, I just 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 clean up your beer your your beer um, words choice a little bit. Please. I said Thank spectrum. You. Yeah, end on cheap, and then you go all the way to import. There's a lot of stuff in between there that you can fill in with what you like. Okay. Okay. Thank right. you. Okay. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Well, well Brian, I, I, I love the idea of the kids' cooler, having the kids' cooler, so you can make sure none of those pesky 14, 15-year-olds are getting into the big boy cooler and, and sneaking a beer. That's good. And I, including hummus, always, always going to be uh, the key to my heart. But, Mitch, you summed it up. Me, a grown 34-year-old man who himself has probably five pieces of cutlery in his home, said, and this is a direct quote, you don't want people to have two utensils. That is speaking right to my heart and soul. So you get the three points. You missed one for for bringing up the fact that I uh, might have embarrassed myself with a few too many cocktails at Thanksgiving, but you're getting two points for this round for the Uber stare down. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't say you embarrassed yourself. I just. I just said that you were feeling good. So I'm admitting that I embarrassed myself. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, you win the round. Well done. Okay. Thank <laughs> you very much. Woo. This stare yeah. down is bullshit. <laughs> uh, number three, Mitch. Can you read out your number three for me, please? Absolutely. Uh, my number three is any great shindig has an incident, but the incident hopefully is with some strangers that not everyone knows, and the strangers has some zazz. Do you guys know what zazz is or zazzle? We would, do, but... Would, would you would you actually define zazz for us? Because I actually looked in the dictionary and it's not in there. <laughs> uh, zazz is short for zazzle, and if you go to Urban Dictionary, the number one definition <laughs> is flair and, you know, a certain uh, joie de vivre, if you will. So. Joie de vivre. Oh, well, if you just yeah. would have said joie de vivre, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Br- Brian, what was your number three? My number three is interactivity. So everything that's going together and that 
<laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, Brian, you were thinking, what's going to be great at a party? And you just thought of, like, people talking to each other? No, I Isn't have- that what every party is? What is this bullshit? Come on. Interactivity is an attribute that I will then defend, as the rules okay. of this game say. Okay. You Go are- first, then. Defend interactivity as if it's a new idea. You know what? First of all, suck it. <laughs> Two... <laughs> A dead shindig is no fun. This is why theme can be important ahead of time. Is this a holiday party with a bad sweater contest? Or is it a cookie decorating party? Will there be a drinking game? Will there be good conversationalists there? Or am I walking into a dead zone? Is there a grab bag? Are there folks there that I haven't seen in a while that I'm looking forward to? This is interactivity. I know it's broad, but it's the exciting X factor for a fun shindig. And the reason I have this at number three is because my number one and two are about comfortability. We'll get to my number two later and nourishment. So I like my shindigs to last a while. So that's why one and two are higher because I need that food that we mentioned in my number one and then we'll get to my number two. And because I need those items longer at an event, interactivity is is, is only at a three for me because uh, I need to be able to fill up multiple time, uh, a lot of time while I'm there. But interactivity is can be defined in multiple ways as I've listed out here. And Okay, okay. so, but, okay. but Mitch, what was... Back to yours with the, uh, what was the word, Zsa Zsa Gabor? <laughs> I, I can't remember the, what was it? <laughs> it was, it, it was, it, it was, you want some sort of incident and it, it doesn't have to be a bad thing necessarily, just a memorable, a memorable um, moment or memorable period of time at the party. And within that incident or th- you, you want to have some strangers at the party too, but strangers with Zaz and or Zazzle and or a certain joie de vivre, you know, or, or, a certain, de vivre. Yeah, or a certain how do you do, you know, <laughs> strangers that really blow you to the moon, you know, um, and, <laughs> and because because one, it's fun to have uh, wild cards and unknown, you know, factors in the mix, because um, perhaps hopefully your party will be a lot of people that already know each other, you know, um, because just getting right into into the nitty gritty can be more fun than everyone being like overly polite for too long. But so those strangers kind of just help people like, who is that? Who are they? Are they cute? Yes, they're cute. Are they single? Maybe they're not. Who are they dating? Those kind of things. And so, so an incident could be like, my God, who was that guy who tried to do the splits during, uh, during, you know, George Clinton's, um, Oh, what's the famous George Clinton side? Now my mind is blanking. But basically, who pulled that insane dance move on the dance floor and then, like, you know, split their pants? You know, that that's a classic comedy trope right there, splitting your pants. Um, that's a great incident. Or who were those strangers that made out on the back porch? Does anyone know who they were? Did they just come over from the apartment next door? What's going on with that? So that's, that's why I love to have a little stranger um, – uh, energy in the room and also strangers are even better if they know someone and they come in and they're like this also is a selfish thing that i say as as the host of the party if you're hosting it if they come into your house going i've heard so much about you man i've heard oh you're <laughs> you are cool and you're like what no come on try my bulgogi or like three different kinds of guacamole oh uh there's um you know fried chicken coming down and oh please i have t- two different types of punch cocktails, please. And they're like, you are incredible. And then you're like, no, come on. Thank you so much though. Um, enjoy, you know, so that's, that's where I'm coming from with, uh, whatever happens, Mitch, don't ever say, try my bagogi to me again. <laughs> <laughs> 
me, me and uh, Steve Moore, a friend of the show and friend of ours, uh, Steve Moore had a great stranger incident at our friend's wedding where the, the, the best man was a bit eccentric. We, we are all staying at a beer at Airbnb and the best man was a bit eccentric and he disappeared during the reception. And Steve and I went back and we opened the door of the B&B and it's like a cathedral ceiling sort of uh, open plan ground floor. We opened the door. Music is blaring. And the best man by himself is just complete stark ass naked dancing with his arms over his head in the middle of the living room. <laughs> and then he then he uh, he came up. We went to bed and then he, he came into my room and was like, dude, I need to borrow your phone charger. And he just took my phone charger out of the wall. He's like, don't worry, you'll never see me again. And <laughs> thankfully, I haven't. <laughs> it was it was memorable. <laughs> wow. Well, so for, and for that round, I, I mean, it was just, you know, Brian, it was a bit vague. And then Mitch was so specific with his example and also his language saying, um, what was it? Jean-Claude Van Damme, Jacques Cousteau, jo- Joachim <laughs> Noah. What was it? You're going to have to one more time. It was a little Zaz, a.k.a. Zazzle, a.k.a. Joie de Vivre. Joie um, de Vivre. OK. All right. Uh, so <laughs> Mitch, that's a uh, joie de three points. Uh, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> You know what? If I knew all I needed to do is use some vague urban dictionary definition or some bullshit French word, you know what? I see how it is. Wow. Next episode, I'm I'm coming out of the shadows, man. Yeah, I'm gonna bring use mul- it. multiple languages. No one's gonna I understand mean, what the hell I'm saying. I've been waiting for a challenge, Brian. Okay. Oh, I'm here. Uh-huh. I'm wow! Here. Wow! Gauntlet fuck thrown fuck, down. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Also, also, do you have multiple roosters on your shirt? I didn't think no, so. No, because I'm not a cock. Uh, mm, hey, you Ooh. know what? Someone's got to do the walk, and I'm happy to. So. <laughs> uh, we are. I, di- I didn't know how to transition out of that. I mean, that's fine. We don't that's need a segue for that. Just nothing. a good hearty laugh. We'll, we'll fix that in editing. <laughs> Uh, I was I, I was gonna throw a dad joke Brian's way and say you know if if you roll your eyes that hard they might stay that way you know uh, <laughs> God willing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, da, 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 I lost my place. Um, if 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 you want to give us a topic to talk about in the meantime as you tabulate <laughs> or uh, figure out your next move, you can do that as well. I'm caught up. <laughs> you you saying that sentence was exactly the perfect amount of time for me to get there so oh, God. You, you did exactly what you said you were gonna do so thank excellent. you excellent yeah and what we need now is brian's number two so. yes we do uh so number two i have and this is very important to me is seating and the reason why is i'm gonna set the scene for you nathan judge for today you have chinette's finest thick pressed compartmentalized paper plates the one with enough room for every side dish plus two main courses and in your other hand you have a red solo cup filled to the brim with some fresh booze or an ice cola that complements your paper plate buffet nicely you're balancing the plate in one hand while holding the cup in the other what do you do you can turn to your plate into a trough and alternate between lackluster bites and the occasional sip or you can find a ledge to put your drink on to let you scarf a few bites or You can find a nice seat, preferably with a table, to enjoy your food 
comfortably. And maybe, just maybe, some other fine folks will join you making for a nice, enjoyable seating arrangement. And why this made my list, I'm a husky boy. I need a sturdy chair. And nothing is more anxiety-inducing than a skinny-legged patio furniture set on soft grass, foldable plaid lawn chairs from the 70s, or brittle plastic-weathered chairs. So... To have a nice place to enjoy all this great food in this environment at the party, a nice place to sit and talk to the fine folks. That's why I have seating on my list of attributes for a fun chindig. Have you had any instances in your life where this is uh, this has gone south for you? I have been to shindigs where I have not been able to sit, so I'm eating in the corner, kind of like a, a some sort of rodent. I uh, I have sat in a chair that has <laughs> sunk into soft grass, and as the conversation goes, I am just slowly going into the grass, about ready to tip. <laughs> and I have sat in chairs that have broken. Yes. <laughs> so to have good, sturdy chairs in a comfortable environment is why everyone needs a chance to sit down at least once at a party. That is true. Um, I have. I mean, I'm. As everybody knows, I'm one of the great dancers of this or any generation, so I prefer Correct, to have yes. a party on my feet. Um, but I do appreciate being able to, to get a nice rest. And also, also, you told on yourself a little bit there uh, with a little embarrassing moment, so that's a bonus point. So you get two points this round, Brian. Wow. Boom. Mitch doesn't and, seem impressed at all, so can't I wait mean, to hear just, whatever's left for I him. Just, I just saw your giant blind spot and now I'm going to run right into it and I'm going to take take the championship if you will right here because this this my number 1 is a no-brainer and it's not a party without it I don't think um if you don't have this it's a dinner party or maybe like a board game night or um or a disparate group of folks standing uh, on a lawn um and that is <clears throat> not just music but a well-curated, at least two-hour-long playlist that gets the party going or keeps or keeps it going. It's like it's meant for a specific time of night um, or day. And uh, this is most important because it keeps the energy up. And hopefully, also in my opinion, no party is complete without some dancing at some point. Either you dance when you're sober or once you've had a couple drinks, you feel good enough. To, uh, to dance or your friends start loosening it up so then you feel comfortable to dance as well and um, I'm not saying don't do like the, the, the more recent music I'm not saying that I'm saying go back turn the pages back um, if you're getting weird and I, and I like to get weird when I dance I, I like to just close my eyes and let it all go I love some good psychedelic rock from the 60s or 70s um, disco is surprisingly a great music to put on everyone can dance to disco all you have to do is just step back and forth that's like you know all it's like the basic thing you can throw in some some movements but in general it's just like a lot of shoulder dipping a lot of elbows getting thrown around maybe some points you know you got the Bee Gees up there you got donna summer um you know uh throw some funk in too w w while you're at it why not um maybe some good soul songs can as well i to can dance i pose to. a challenge to you right now What's just that? off the cuff challenge i'm gonna give you three times 8 p.m 12 midnight, 3 a.m. Give me a song for each of those times at your party. Okay. Um, I would go 8 o'clock. I would go with... Um, I would go with uh, the... 
I, I don't know all of the BG songs off the top of my head, but there's a BG song that I especially love that um, Night Fever. Thank you. Sorry, I just I just looked up Night Fever for eight o'clock. That 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 will get everyone's uh, booty rolling a little bit. Um, Twelve o'clock, I would say is. This one's gonna be a little bit more somber, but I think it'll be a nice song to either say goodbye to people who are leaving or to bring everyone into a tighter group uh, once the party's dwindling a bit. And that's, this one's a little sad, but it's These Arms of Mine by um, uh, uh, Curtis Mayfield. And then um, 2 a.m. is I Had Too Much to Dream Last Night by, ah, they're a great band. Let me, let me look. The Electric Prunes. So yeah, this is a, a song off of um, a double album called The Nuggets. It's a great psychedelic uh, collection from the 60s. Um, those will get you going. Um, and maybe by 2 a.m. too, maybe you've had a little extra, something else. Maybe you've had a little, little CBD oil, a little uh, legal marijuana, maybe a little uh, uh, magic mushrooms perhaps, who knows. But that's when that's when the, you know, that's when you're, you're feeling yourself. And um, yeah. Those are my, yeah, that's music. You got to have music and it's got to be well curated. It can't just be some random, some random mix. And also I want to say this to, to any of my friends out there and you know who you are, who go to a party and change the music, go to hell. Or you switch yeah. the song before it's over, go to hell. Mm-hmm. You finish a song. Okay. Correct. That's, that's one thing I was going to say is why I, I like this as a number one is because having, um, well, like my, my cousin Andrew, who we mentioned uh, earlier in this show and a few stories in previous episodes, famous for throwing great themed parties. And so, like, he would do, like, an 80s party back in the day. And it was like, okay, like, there's a theme to the party, which means there's a theme to the music, which means no one can touch the music. Because it is, it is as you say, one of the rudest things you can do, go into somebody's home after they've tried to... Like, you wouldn't go bring your own food and, like toss you know their dip in the garbage and put your dip in there and the music is just as important to the party so you how what how dare you who gave you the right to turn off their music and put on something else unacceptable but mitch will step in and take over someone's grill (laughs) (laughs) well hold on hold on hold on i i I will say if 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 you're at an 80s party and they're like yeah we got the beatles on then yeah fuck you that's not an 80s party you know and in that case then you you talk to them you step in and if someone's destroying like you know you can change the music you're not wasting any money if someone spent good money on ground beef and meat and they're destroying it you have an obligation as, <laughs> as a future father, a current father, or a young father to step in and say, hey. So, so is this something you you've this done? Wrong. Is this something you've done at, at, at parties where you were the guest as you took over the grill? Has this happened? Yeah, because they didn't know how to fucking <laughs> And people thanked me. They thanked me afterwards. Oh, and it ended up, gosh. And it ended up turning. I, I just worked the party, basically. I didn't get to enjoy it. I was just making food for everyone. So. Oh, dear. Well, I mean. You, you were at that party, too, Nathan. So. I Yeah, I. I <laughs> I think it I've been to that party, party more than once. <laughs> it's, that, it, it's that party where they're like, oh, we've got pre-soaked charcoal briquettes and they light them up. And then like after three minutes, they're like, all right, let's throw the meat on. And they're mm. like, no, 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 don't do it. And then people are like, why does all this beef taste like lighter fluid? <laughs> like, well, I wonder why. Because your, your grill master there doesn't know 
how to work with charcoal in a meaningful way. So yeah. Well, um, you you've you've just you've revealed yourself to to be a, a pretty <laughs> precarious guest to have at a party. But you've given the house rules. You've earned yourself a bonus point by uh, <laughs> by admitting that. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, I'm gonna give you the full three points for your number one because music is the. Uh, what is it? The soul of whatever, or the food of the soul, or some shit like that that I can't remember. <laughs> Listeners can fill in the quote for themselves, which I'm going to tally the scores here. That's plus one, plus three, two, four. I don't even get any seven, points uh, for trying. I also, also, can I can I issue a correction quickly because I misspoke. I said these arms of mine by Curtis Mayfield. It's actually Otis Redding. So I deeply apologize. I think I want to. I want to. I want to clear that up. And um, also, I want to say, Brian, this has been a true pleasure battling during mm. our summer barbecue trilogy, if you will. And this is the, uh, you know, this is this is the final ep. So this it's it, it's been great. So uh, I mean, I'm, I'm we're bleeding. That's there's been slices and dices. <laughs> there's been cuts and punches. We're uh, <laughs> we're yeah, going the, out. Uh, the final score on this one that I've got is uh, I believe it's eleven to seven in favor of Mitch. So that is. Did I even get any points down. for my number two? Or am I just sitting no, here? No, you, you got. Oh, you you got. Number, I gave you two points. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sitting here with my hot dog in my hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian, Brian, let's be honest. It's a high quality German bratwurst. Okay. Um, Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. All right. Uh, well, that's it for uh, the contest. But that leaves me with my fast five, the all-time greatest top five dad jokes we've been peppering them in here a little bit but i'm gonna give you the top five all boys, right you boys ready yeah all ready all right hey mitch yep knock knock who's there cantaloupe cantaloupe who cantaloupe tonight my dad's got the ladder <laughs> oh my god <laughs> number four <laughs> hey brian yes <laughs> look up do you see that ceiling? Yes. It's not my favorite, but it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> Number <Wow>. three. <laughs> hey, Mitch. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my trip to Ireland? No, you haven't. What happened? I saw you two perform by the Cliffs of Moher. I stood very close to the edge. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 wow. Number two. Hey, Brian. Yes. Have you ever seen the seminal 1980s music video for Take On Me by the group Aha? Of course. Did you like it? I loved it. Nah, I think it's a bit sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to apologize right now. <laughs> Number one. Just say the words. Okay. Hey, Mitch. Yeah. We were roommates freshman year of college. Do you remember that guy who lived down the hall from us named Jimmy Glasscock? Oh, yeah. We can always see him coming. <laughs> That's right. And that is this week's edition of Uber's Cinco. Joining me from the Southport Quarter on the north side of Chicago has been... Uh, Mitch Brinkman. And from out in Berwyn, Illinois, has been... Brian Ernst. And I've been Nathan Henenfit. And as Bisbear always says, when it comes to parties... My political views align with the after party and my religious views, the hotel lobby. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. <laughs> <laughs>
You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.